today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com. Um, it's the reason I get out of bed every day. Um, it's the reason I push you know, harder and harder every day to get better. Um, you know, want him to be able to grow up and uh, see stuff like this. You know, uh, I want him to be able to chase any dream he wants. You know, it's within reach as long as you just put your mind to it. Welcome everyone to the Balinesian podcast sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel. Check them out www.levasaislandapparel.com. I am Lance Falitongo. What's good? I'm Forrest Ogilaf. And we are here recapping the last three weeks since the Super Bowl in the sports world. How are you, Forrest? I'm I'm sad. <laughs> nah, but everybody knows I'm a big basketball fan, so I mean but I'm also sad because I'm watching North Carolina and I don't know if they're going to get into the tournament. So the stuff watching the Raiders, now I got to watch North Carolina. Uh, the Bulls aren't, aren't great either. So, I mean, I'm just enjoying watching sports. You as see Patrick as, Beverly uh, with the steal and dunk? I see. I, pe- people think, oh, now you can like Patrick Beverly. No, I don't. He's still a bum. <laughs> He's still a bum. I stand on my words. He's still a bum. Oh, but, man, that's weird. But he, yeah, he's, he's doing bum shit for us, so I guess it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, flurry of activity definitely in the NBA. I'm not – I don't. I definitely don't watch any other sport as much as I watch football. So no, yeah, yeah. after the Super Bowl, it's like that's when my, like, seasonal depression sets in. It's uh, – <laughs> not only is it dark outside, but there's no football. Uh but have you, you know, uh, have you tried to get now. into like XFL? No, I haven't. This last the week, game, this last games week are decent, crazy. Uh, personally, work wise, um, with the weather, um, yeah, affecting oh yeah, as they here. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Um, like twelve hour shifts back to back to back to back. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, kind of coming out of that fog right now, and there's still – like, I thought, you know, there, there wouldn't be much to talk about for football um, until, oh, well, like, August. The draft is going. Or, like, at least the draft, right. But yeah. we got the combine – sorry, the combine. Can we do some <laughs> – can we do some history on that? The How the NFL combine started was all the teams wanted to get all their doctors uh, – and like medical records on these players that they were about to draft and they brought them all together to one place. And then when they were like doing medical stuff and having all their doctors check them out and do physicals on the, the incoming rookies, they started interviewing them. And then they were like, yo, we might as well get you guys to do some drills too. But it really just started as like a, a HIPAA kind of just right medical documents sharing um, just to get everybody in the, in the same place to do physicals and it was the combine combine it was the combine the nfl combine and a combinement of a bunch of doctors right I'll yeah combine. and somewhere yeah. along the way it became the combine and when i hear combine i think like tractor like a wheat like like someone farming wheat on a combine um 
But anyways, uh, the NFL combined <clears throat> is this week um, a bunch of poly players. Um, Definitely. Or, Some real good ones, too. Are going to be featured this week doing drills uh also in the interviews there's like media interviews and then there's team interviews and the team interviews can get uh pretty crazy i think they like at some point they start like fucking with you like because they ask like questions to like te- to test you right <laughs> uh yeah and, and really just mess with you and see how you respond so yeah, there's like uh, there's coaches for this like event, like for team speaking or or like meeting with somebody like that. There's like public speak, not public speaking, but like communications or just how to handle that uh, type of stuff. So it's kind of like a game in like I mean, that they're gonna mess with you just to see right. how you respond, but you got to be able to respond Navigate. in a way that protects your money and your drafts, your draft stock. Um. Yeah, so I saw Noel Sewell on NFL Pacifica, um, their Instagram, um, talking about what it would be like to get drafted by the Lions and playing with his brother again. His brother. Um, I don't think he wants to do that. He said he was <laughs> like, "Yeah, no, that'd be great," but I mean, yeah, but I don't, I don't think he's really about that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're going to see who else really shines at the combine. Is there anybody you got your eye on as far as like this week and drills or interviews? I mean, the usual for me also, yes. It's, I love uh, coming from the islands, man. You know, all of us, we love watching these kids, uh, Polynesian kids, whether they're Tongan, Samoan, Fijian, or I mean, even if they're like, you know, Melanesian, it doesn't matter if they're from like where we're from, South Pacific, the islands, we want to watch. Yeah. I mean, no, of course, because uh, I grew up with his uncle, Michael, and uh, uh, his dad, Gabriel. Uh, there's also uh, one of my best friends from, from Samoa, Jeff Felisa. His his nephew is in there out of Alabama, Henry Toto, who is actually really good coming out of high school, uh, went to Tennessee, uh, killed it at Tennessee, and then transferred over to Alabama, where he was a big part of their defense these past couple of years, so it's fun to see those two guys. Um, uh, there's uh, there's another Fehoko in uh, in the draft this year. Vili uh, Fehoko out of San Jose State. Defensive end. Um, uh, who else? Tui Pulotu out of USC. He was pretty good. He was uh, talked about all year long uh, nationally out of uh, USC. He was probably their better, their best defensive end. So there's a few guys out there. Um, I mean, I'm – also, looking at all the – I'm a Raiders fan, and they pick at seven. Uh, yeah, I'd like a quarterback, but I think it'd be better spent on uh, a right tackle or maybe a cornerback. So I'm keeping an eye on all the tackles out there who might be able to be picked at seven or the cornerbacks. I know um, Jerry Porter's one, Jerry Porter Jr., the Gonzalez kid out of uh, – where'd it go? Oregon. And then there's a cornerback from Illinois who's just skyrocketing up the charts these past weeks. Uh, Weatherspoon, he might be like, I don't know, he's probably number one out of, on the corners now. So, but there's a there's a bunch of I think the draft is deep this year. Uh, so we'll see what we get. But again, yeah, Polynesian players for sure. 
is who I'm always keeping an eye on. It's 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 fun for me to see those last names out there. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Campbell, the coach for the Lions, said, "You know these these guys out here running forty yard forty yards in their pajamas." Oh man, that's not uh, that's not really what I care about. What I care about are, is are the interviews, right? Because uh, the yeah, it definitely the the skills it's, or the the tests that they use, the yeah. forty yard dash, the bench press. That's the fun stuff. That is the fun stuff. But it it doesn't necessarily translate directly to football plays. Like not always, not always. The first twenty five yards of the forty yard dash. Like they're running with their head down. It's like a it's like a sprinter kind of um, technique, and like you don't really see that in the NFL. Where like what is that special teams? The kickoff where you're just running without looking. <laughs> I mean, yeah. At the same time, though, if you watch like, so if you ever see a receiver catch a ball and it looks like the DB is like right there with him, that. Tenth of a second that he's slower than that wide receiver. Mm. That's where you see it. That's where it counts the most. Like guys talk about, like, oh, he runs a four-two-six, and you're like, why do they always put the point six? Because the DB who's covering him that runs like a four-two-nine. That's exactly why. You know. So, and no, I, there's not. There haven't been guys who are running out there four-two-sixes, four-two-nines. I will say there was a defensive lineman I think out of Virginia Tech yesterday at. Six foot three, two hundred and forty-five pounds. That ran a four-three-seven. If he's chasing, if I'm a quarterback and I hear that, I do not want him chasing me. <laughs> Yo, that that's that's faster than a lot of quarterbacks. That's so faster three. than a lot of receivers. <laughs> Man, yeah, they're definitely. We're gonna talk about Juju. I, I was looking him up. He ran like a four-five-four. Uh, right, but he's a bigger body. Movie. He was a bigger body coming out of uh, uh, SC as well. So. Let's just get into Juju. What is Juju oh, doing right now? Uh, he won a championship. He won a championship, and now uh, he's telling everybody. So, look, I know it's it, it's going to seem childish to a lot of people. That's Juju. You know what I mean? He's having fun with it. Yeah, he's making fun of people. He's out here on social media, people calling him corny. But, hey, and then you have the guys who are but like, well, he's a below-average receiver. Okay, take it easy. Like, these are guys who are sitting at home on their couch playing Madden, calling this dude who was doing things in the NFL, in college, really, since high school, and you're calling him a below-average receiver? Get out of here. You know what I mean? Go back to your controller, eat your chips, and <laughs> shut up. Uh, Like, yo, he showed out in the game. Yeah, okay, maybe he didn't have a great season. He didn't have an A.J. Brown season. I'll give A.J. Brown that. A.J. Brown killed it this season. He didn't have A.J. Brown season, but you know what he did do? He won a championship. Yeah, you got same ring. one you were trying to win. The same one you was talking shit about when you were beating people in the league. You know, that's. I know you're grown men. That's fine, but hey, Juju is Juju's going to be who Juju is going to be, and people know that in the NFL. Is, is he going a bit overboard? I don't think so, man. He didn't. He didn't. He's not coming at you like your family or nothing like that. It's all about what happened on the field. He beat you guys on the field, and now. AJ Brown is over here talking about beating people up. Take it easy. Like, you know what I mean? You sound oh, like John Moran no. over here. You know what I mean? Like, go play football, man. Stop trying to be a thug out here, trying to beat people up. It's a grown man sport. It's physical already on the field. You, I don't know. I'm trying to find exactly what Juju 
ascent. I know the. Well, he made a video. He made a TikTok. Uh, I haven't watched the TikTok, but it looked like uh, he was. Well, the thing that what they're saying is he was making fun of AJ Brown, of course, Bradbury. Uh, who else was talking smack? Um, basically, the guys he was drawn with, like right after the Super Bowl. So he's making fun of them in the in the TikTok. And uh, AJ Brown went ahead and, and tweeted something out. And then he DM'd uh, Juju, you know, and yeah, then now it's, now it's been taken down. But, okay, your feelings are hurt. <laughs> Come back next year. You didn't win. Yeah. Juju, like, the last video on Juju's TikTok is um, the parade. Oh, okay. I don't know. But that's from a video. week ago. Yeah. Um, so, but okay. So, right after the Super Bowl, there was Valentine's Day. Right. And one of the NFL memes, Instagram, uh, posted a card at James Bradbury, the guy that was pulling on Juju's jersey, and said, I'll hold you when it matters the most. Right. Uh, referring to that you know, that holding penalty that won the Chiefs the game. Uh, Important to point out, Juju led the Chiefs in catches this game. Nine. Travis Kelsey had – well, he had seven. Travis Kelsey only had six. Travis Kelsey might have had more yards, but definitely in that second half, I think he had like four or five, six catches. He had a majority of his catches in the second half when they were engineering that comeback, and the Eagles didn't want to cover him. Uh, or he was making catches with with somebody on him, but he led the t- Juju was a big part of the, the Chiefs not only winning but coming back from a ten point deficit at halftime. Right. Um. So Juju reposts that uh, that Valentine's card of Drain- James Bat- Bradbury, and people are like, "Oh, that's messed up. Why are you? You know, you already won. Just get out of here." And he's like, "It's not. It's just. I'm just. It's funny." Yeah, um, it was. It's funny as shit. It's not like he made the meme. Um, I mean, definitely reposting it, being the <laughs> the receiver that Bradbury was holding, he added to more of the like, oh damn, oh snappy got him. Um, but the Eagles definitely started yelling back a little bit, and then right. I don't they know if there, was, there was more. There was more content made. Uh, kind of throwing shade or dissing each other, but that led to what you were talking about where A.J. Brown was like, he not only tweeted something, but then he directly messaged Juju and he was like, keep my name out your I'm a grown man. If you want to see me, come see me, but you know, right. let's not do this. And then you said he had to delete it or Yeah, like it's, the tweet was, yeah, the tweet was taken down. Um, I think this is Juju cashing in on like the moment, and hey. I'm very down for people taking that opportunity. Yeah, me too, right? He's uh, Team Juju. I know you or, are, Norma. Also, Lulu, definitely Team Juju. Um, yeah, he's got the Canes uh, ads or, like, uh, posts that he's doing. Whatever. Get your money. Uh, right. And definitely, Juju went from the end of Ben Roethlisberger's dying arms career and you know Mason Rudolph to a much better situation in Kansas City with a young Patrick Mahomes. 
who many Definitely. consider to be the best quarterback in a long time and for a long time. Um, so in this situation where the arrow is pointing up, definitely roll that into, you know, some, some other stuff, but Juju's got a bunch of stuff, like not just oh, yeah. football. He's also got like gaming, like a, like a gaming channel. He's big on content. Twitch. He's super big on Twitch. Yeah. He was over here playing Fortnite with Ninja years ago, like before yeah. anybody else was even, um, playing games like that. Most people were yeah. just like, oh, you have to play like Call of Duty only. Yeah, and then I don't know. He's got his foundation. He's got his family out there. Juju's definitely more than just his football um, career, which, as you mentioned, also extends back to the things he did at USC um, and what Long Beach Poly. Yep. So this. So after, now that we've said all that. I think this is a lot easier question than when I had framed it the first time. Juju is Juju Smith Schuster a shoe in for the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame? Definitely. Definitely. First ballot automatic. Whenever he retires, whatever the cri- I don't know what the criteria is for the right. Hall of Fame. If we're talking about all his his uh, career as a whole, yeah. From high school to the NFL, but even in the NFL, I mean, what did he have his was it his rookie year or his second year? He had a uh, he had like a hundred plus yards, yeah, thousand plus yard season. I mean, and he's always been he's always been a big part of the team. And like you said, he didn't have a great quarterback these past few years. You know, it's hard. Ask any receiver. Ask AJ Brown, who left the Tennessee. You know. Yeah. Uh. So, and look, I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but because I grew up in the Polynesian household, <laughs> that's that's Juju. I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, like it's it's happened, man. I don't know. Just just from experience to myself, because I don't know Juju. I don't. I don't know him personally. I don't know AJ Brown personally, but I don't think he uh AJ Brown would survive in a Polynesian household growing up, because uh if that's what it takes to get under your skin like that, and you want to fight somebody physically, then I'm pretty sure Juju had to deal with worse in a Polynesian household. Um, he's having fun. Saying that, like, poly households really get under your skin and, like, annoy you or, like, try to mess with you. I feel like they, I feel like that, but it's to try to strengthen you up. But not really. Not really, no. I mean, hey, I've had cousins who, like, after a while they're teasing you, and then it's like, oh, we can't make him cry? Well, let's try to make him cry. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's it's mean-spirited. Right. Right. See, Nora knows, Nora knows. I mean, oh, see, see, it's, it's, uh, well, you sound like a grown man over there. <laughs> Nora said, hey, turn my channel, yo. Like, I, man, me being half Filipino, growing up in American Samoa, bro. I got teased. I won't lie. There was times I wanted to fight somebody because the, because the jokes, the jokes oh, came yeah. to me, you know, when I was a kid. But, like, it does make your th- your skin thicker to a lot of other things growing up. And, like, things that we think are funny, and I know it's probably not good, is uh, a lot of people out here look at you like, that's not really funny. Is it? Oh, it's not? You know, <laughs> my bad. Yo, that's a revelation when people are like, hey, 
you know, it's kind of fucked up that you're doing that, right? And you're like, oh, right. no, this is generational. You're like, yeah, right. generational no, we do this all the time. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I've had this, man, we all do this back home. It happens to everybody. But, I mean, that might also go into how he how he is, like, with the way he uh, does TikTok, with the way he, you know what I mean? He jo- Like, he takes his jokes. Like, honestly, there's a lot of other things he could be doing right now that takes it farther than that, but you know what I mean? Like, there was always one rule in Samoa when you're getting teased, man. Just don't make fun of my mom. Yeah. You can make fun of me. You it's can make fun of my dad, my siblings. Maybe not my sisters, too. But do not ever say anything about my mom. Because <laughs> that's when it just goes. Yeah. Then you're, then you're wondering why your nose is bleeding and now you're fighting and you're like, wait, what happened? Well, you said something about my mom, fool. <laughs> yeah, that was like the one... That is the golden rule when you're making fun. Yeah, when you guys are joking. Make your jokes. Definitely. Some people, I mean, before it even got to that, some people would be reduced to like tears, angry crying. Right. Right. But you're not fighting. (laughs) Fucking trying to fight with while your eyes are closed and crying. And it's not AJ Brown's fault either. I mean, hey, maybe he was brought up harder than that. Maybe he had a hard time in the streets or whatever. Because I don't know how he grew up. But I mean, you're in a sport. He won the championship. I mean, now he's just. I get it, I get it. You're mad, but to chat to, you know what I mean. Throw a, a challenge out to fight somebody, or you about to get, you about to find him somewhere, and like it's it's on site. I mean, Amen. I get it. I mean, and the the old adage on site, not, right? Not just so in all cultures, videos. but every culture is. If you're gonna make fun, if you're gonna say stuff, make sure you can back it up too when it turns physical. And like I said, I don't know Juju, but. Hey, I know there's some people in this camp for sure that are down to fight you. So be careful. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting to see where that's gonna go. We'll, right. Uh, we'll keep. Hopefully you not. Not hope. Yeah. Hopefully they can figure it out and nothing. You know. What I, I mean, mean, it's not gonna <laughs> turn into a fight. It's I hope not. not. It won't. Yeah. Because right? it'd be stupid. And if it does, be it'll be like at like. And passing at a club or something like where where would they like at the NFL? Well, that's even worse because then you where would it be? That if it's at a club, that's even worse because then you got guys with you who oh yeah, you know what I mean. And then the shots can ring out. That's crazy, and then that's stupid. But I mean, it's tough too because you guys you got. I mean, and not to stray away from Juju, but look at the, uh, and I don't know if it's true either. They're just accusations, you know. But the way John Morant right now is being in the news, the way he's in the news right now, it's crazy. John like, Morant what for? beat up a 17-year-old and, and pointed a gun pointed at him. A, or brought a, showed him a gun. Right. Like, my, I don't know if he like, pointed it at him, but he, like, brandished. Hmm. And then like, they have, like – Lifted up his shirt or, like, yeah. Before that, they back. had his homies at the game threatening the Phoenix Sun staff and then – uh a laser oh, going into the bus, you know what I mean? Like, bro, we're far over. beyond that. And I believe I'm, I'm the very one. If I ever made it, like, I'm taking my boys with me. You know what I mean? Because we grew up. But your boys also should be smart enough not to, you know what I mean? If you're talking, what well, we got and, going. And this, and the the AJ Brown and, and Juju thing hasn't even gotten that far. So hopefully it doesn't, because that would be stupid. But I think that AJ Brown is. Although warranted, I think he's just a little—he's uh, a little hurt. But I, I don't think he should take it that far. I should be threatening people to fight with him. So, 
Worst, worst and best case scenarios. Worst case scenario, this turns into like a physical fight somewhere. Right, right. Um, best case scenario, Juju spins this into like a like a hosting gig or something like a like kind of like a troll funny roast, maybe a roaster. Right, maybe he can be on the next roast, Comedy Central roast. I, yeah, yeah that's so. not like not the Comedy Central roast of Juju, but like he could be one of the presenters. Right, or I mean, start his own TikTok series. You know what I mean? Just out here, you know what I mean? Roasting people, shit. I mean, maybe it's just to add. Maybe this is just you know to add more people to the accounts that he's already got his TikTok accounts and his Twitter. I do. I I just feel like he's. I mean, as although it's not funny to people in Philadelphia or the players, yeah. I think he's just having a good time with it. You know what I mean? He's he's a jokester. He's been. People know that about him. You know what I mean? As corny as he can be, people are calling him corny. That's that's what Juju's been since he's been in the league. You guys are out here like getting mad about it right now. Oh yeah, true. Juju's been the TikTok dancer, right? Since like right. Chase Claypool and him, right? And, and if you were and if you were out here like you had a problem with that and you were saying something about it, it just fueled Juju even more. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He's not gonna back down from it. It, it literally fuels him. Right. Like not only motivates him, but it grows his business and his engine. Right. For you to continue to like be mad and post about it. Like maybe more than his supporters. Because like hate watching and posting is like a whole different way of getting in your mind and like right. and you're out here like what is the word? The only thing I have against that with Juju is I hope it doesn't come back and bite him in the ass with all the good work he's doing. You know what I mean? Because he does a lot of community work out from where he's from in California. Um, when he's with his family, he's always with his family. I mean, he, you know what I mean? He loves his family, and you can see that in a lot of the stuff that they post. Um, also, again, doesn't make you a good person, but he's he's big with his church, too, with his faith. So hopefully whatever he's doing now doesn't come back and ruin that part of uh, his image, because uh, I think I, again, I don't know Juju personally, but I think he's a great kid. So, you know, I think, I think he has the potential to be like really good. I mean, he's he's already reaching um, and like really connecting with a lot of people, fans, um, right, communities, um, and he's just such a charismatic person, happy, yeah. smile and joking, yeah, dancing, high energy. So people do gravitate towards that. They and do. it is I also want to believe that it's like he's a good person rooted in the church and family, because that's like as Samoans what we are, right? Like right. church and family. Right. Um it's also possible that Juju is a social media star that knows how to what to post, Spins. right? Like when when to capture the photos of stuff that he's doing, and he knows and, he's not going to play forever. He knows he's not going to play forever. That's exactly that's the part where you got to strike while the iron's hot, right? right? Not only right after you've won and become a world champion, but also. During your NFL career, this is when you're going to make a lot, like a majority of the money in your career. And how are you going to take this bag and parlay it into something long term for your family? Like, and yeah. he's he was with Kansas City for a one year contract. So, I mean, again, 
He's he's got to be a free agent. Yes, he's a free agent. It was a one year. It was a one year show me contract. I think he showed them enough because come back. They didn't really. I mean, even if he didn't like star during the season, he definitely took away some of the attention from Kelsey. And I'm not saying Kelsey wouldn't be able to have the the year he did without Juju, but he definitely helped take some of the pressure off of Kelsey being on the field. So I think I think they'll bring him back, but he's gonna have to cut. I mean, he can't. He won't be looking for like a a mega contract or anything like that, but yeah. uh, he's going to have to accept what they give him. And I think that's a good place for him. I think um, career-wise, I think he should maybe look into – So I don't think he's going to have to take a pay kit. I know they're going to pay him a little more, but probably not the money that some of these receivers are making. So For sure. He's, yeah, probably he's not going to make $25 million a year. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nothing like that. But unless another team's willing to pay him that, then that's fine. But I think if he wanted to for career-wise, uh, I think he should stay with the Chiefs. Especially I was just going to ask, do you think that's yeah. his best-case scenario is to stick with the Chiefs? Uh, money-wise, probably not because they just won the championship. They're also going to still try to get better. They, they they still have a ton of holes along their defense. So, I mean, they're going to look to bolster their defense this year. They don't have too many receivers. Uh, they, ha- they have Scantling still. Um Oh, they do. They still got Tony, and I, but I think those receivers work well together, and I think they'd be willing to keep them together just at the right price. Yeah. But I, I do know that there are teams probably willing to pay Juju a little bit more money than the Chiefs, maybe, because uh, there are a lot of teams out there with uh, depleted receiving corps. So he'd be a great addition, not probably a number one, but a two or a three, you know, a boundary receiver or a guy who likes to go over the middle because – He's a bigger dude, and he he makes those catches. So, yeah, he made. It says his base salary was one million last year, which isn't. I mean, hey, one million is not it, right? That's no, like that's lower than the vet minimum. I think. Okay, so his cap hit was three million yearly cash. Not so he made nine million dollars. Let's say nine million dollars. Right. Someone going to give him double digit millions for multiple years? Maybe like or is he going to be like just going to have to take another nine, ten million dollar one or two year contract in Kansas City? Again, I'm trying to think have... of another team that would be like, yeah, Juju's our missing piece. Right. He didn't have that great of a season as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, had a, he had a great Super Bowl. Uh, but he's always going to be one of those guys that if you have on your team, like on the field, he will help take away attention from like your top receiver, your top tight end, like he did in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still has that. Be- He's one of those guys that aren't afraid to go across the middle. You know, that's he. He makes a living doing that, making those plays, making those catches. So I, I think there are teams out there like I don't know. I think Seattle would be a great team for him. You know, yeah. I think uh, I think he'd work well out in Seattle. Um, I don't know. Other than that, maybe Seattle, maybe maybe uh, Denver. You know, they don't have great receivers out there. You know, the Rams. Oh, definitely, because who do they have? Cup, and then and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> they have Cooper Cup. No Cooper quarterback, Cup. no other wide receivers, no running back. Right. I mean, they got a bunch of young rookie running backs, I guess, but or not rookie, young running backs. Um, yeah. Okay, so. Juju striking while the iron's hot, 
shoe in for the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame. And we're excited to see uh, where this all goes next. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, oh. Uh, Tua Tamavailoa. I think his birthday is today, March 2nd. Is it today the 2nd? Yeah. Happy birthday, Tua. He had a birthday party in Miami, some of the Dolphins players. And a his brother was also there, too, suited up. Um, was it Talia? Talia. And then another uh, Miami legend, uh, Rick Ross. Huh? <laughs> I'm the biggest boss that you've seen thus far. Huh? Ross. <laughs> Rose, Ricky Rose. Yep. Um, in the 305 with Tua. Yo, man. That looked like a fun party. The birthday boy looked to be enjoying himself. Hey, they show him love out there. Plus... I don't know if people ever saw uh, they have a 30 for 30 on the Miami Hurricanes and the way they were treated out there, like in those days. Bro, I think they were more celebrities than celebrities when they're uh, when you were going to school those days in Miami. Like they have stories of like, and I can't confirm these, but they have stories of like Michael Irvin sniffing cocaine off of strippers in a hotel room with, you know. Guys. I think I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, Russell Maryland uh, running amok out in the city. This, it was crazy for them. So, I mean, he the plays Rock, for the Dolphins. And, Dwayne right, Johnson was there. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson's out there. And if you're out there partying with Rick Ross in a club, I'm pretty sure that party was lit. You know, he hey, he deserves it, man. I think they had it at, at his house. I think oh, they see, had it at Tua's house, like in his backyard. In his backyard. I heard it's a nice house I heard it's a really nice house out there. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, he had uh, Polynesian dancers. He had, like... He did one. Yeah, shout out to her. Um, do you hear about Judo Fridays? I didn't. I didn't. I seen that in our in our uh, in our list. Uh, I was waiting to hear about that. It's interesting. Tua was on. Uh, I think Kay Adams' new show. Kay Adams used to be on uh, NFL. I think Get Up, whatever the NFL Network morning show is. Uh, she has her own show. Tua was on it. I think a week or two, a little while ago. And he was talking to her, and I think it was Nate Robinson, Nate Burlinson, um, Nate Robinson, uh, and <laughs> Nate Robinson. <laughs> oh, he did play football. Yo, Nate Robinson is what five seven? He was, but he was. Uh, I don't want to say he was a five star coming out of high school, but he uh, he was a pretty highly ranked cornerback coming out of high school. Uh, I think, if I'm correct, he played his. Uh, freshman sophomore year at Washington while he was playing basketball. Uh, even when he stopped playing basketball, when the NBA wasn't really giving him a shot, he was gonna try to uh go to one of these um NFL workouts. So he's a super athlete, and you imagine even at five seven, you've seen him win dunk contests. So you imagine him on a football field, like <laughs> snagging these interceptions out of the thing. But anyway, let's get back uh, to <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, not Nate Robinson. Nate, Nate Robinson, <laughs> who was a really uh, good uh, wide receiver for a little bit in the NFL, played for uh, Minnesota, if I'm not correct. Uh, Nate Rob's listed height on Google is five uh, nine. That's generous. <laughs> um, so Tua's in the middle of these two, and he's talking about how he's looking to do judo this summer on Fridays to try to help him kind of learn how to fall safely, 
out mm. for his body to kind of <clears throat> the movement of falling and just right. to kind of build in some sort of reaction um, that can keep him safe. Look, Off the top, this sounds ridiculous, but you look into judo and how judo is the throwing and, you know, using right. people's weight against them. And really it is falling, right? It's controlled falling. Not, not necessarily falling. It's throwing. Um, some people have mixed this up with jujitsu, which is like a ground defense right. That's kind of transition. Grappling. More attacking. Yeah, more attacking and grappling. Than, uh, uh, I feel like jujitsu is also defense. Like if somebody's attacking you and you're on, you're on the ground. You can like it can be, but you're, you're you're defending, but you're also trying to find your way into offensive. a more offensive position. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, because the person you're defending against is trying to offensively transition. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, not jujitsu, but Tua is going to be doing judo, um, which is throwing people over your shoulder, tripping. You know. Uh, I don't. I don't know too much about judo. I mean. I don't either. <laughs> How do you, but we've seen people use and actually encourage people to play other sports, you know, growing up. Look, you think this could be something like that? Whatever gets him to be healthy on the field and not suffer from like anything after his career or anything life threatening while he's playing, I'm all for it. If it's judo, if it's, uh, Tumbling, you know, <laughs> you know, gymnastics, whatever it is, um, I'm all for it. And him exploring other things to keep him on the field, to keep him healthy, I, I, I love that. Something alternative, um, but mostly, I just want him to be safe. And if doctors tell him that it's not safe for him to play anymore, I hope he takes that into consideration. Uh, again, I'm not one of those guys that are like, you know, oh my gosh, I play football. I don't want my kids playing football. You know, I mean, it is. It is we play football. And people are going to play football. People love to watch football. So he's played, uh, he's trained, he's struggled from the time he was little. And I'm not talking about, like, life struggles. I don't know if he had those. I'm talking about, like, on the field or training. He's been through all that work to get to where he is now. And I'd be damned if I was him and someone was telling me, no, you can't play no more, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to take that lightly. I'm going to find every avenue I can to keep myself on the field. Cause this is what I, this is, this is my life. This is my career. This is what I, I, I went to, to practice for two days, woken up at like four 30 in the morning to go practice for your whole life. And then for someone to tell you that you can't play anymore, it's never going to feel right with you, even though you know that it's going to keep you alive. Like it's hard to tell someone or to explain to someone who hasn't put in the work like that. And I'm not saying like, they should understand because of all the work. No, I get it. You care for Tua and you want him to be safe, but to tell him that is that's tough. Like he's never gonna be like, okay, I'm not gonna play. <laughs> you know, he's gonna find everything he can do first. And if this is one of them that keeps him safer and healthier, yeah, I'm all for it, man. I again, I like you, like you. I don't really know too much about judo. Um, I know they used to do judo uh, before our basketball practices at uh, ACC. For a while, uh, one of the uh, more well-known Polynesian um, faces of uh, social media and, uh, I guess, um, communications and on the radio for us, um, uh, Miss Lulu, C. Lulu, she did 
uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I'm pretty sure it was judo, not taekwondo. Um, and I think she went to the Olympics for it. So, you know, nice. um, I see them in the gym all the time. Judo was big in Samoa for a while. Uh, I know one of the bigger lawyers, I think he's a defense lawyer now, uh, Mr. Vargas in American Samoa. He was part of that association. They had a whole association. It was big. So, I mean. I'm pretty sure. What is the Maris Field? Is it called Maris Field? Yeah. Baseball field? There's like yeah. a building next to it. When you go. Oh, that's right. With the big. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There used to be a building in there. And I think judo practice used to be there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. Um, if if that's one of the things that's going to help him mm. not get any more concussions. Yeah. I'm all for it, man. I've been rooting for the kids since. Since I first heard about him coming oh, out of St. Louis, man, you're committed, right out of Ever Beach, <laughs> you know he played football with my nieces and my nephews when they were uh, when they were all playing. It was I don't even know if it was AYFS in Hawaii. I think it was still like Pop Warner football. Yeah, uh, all my nieces and nephews know him. They talk about it. people and people who talk about him just such a great kid. You know, we we're just talking about Juju how he's charismatic. Well, I mean. People are saying the same thing about Tua and how much of a great person he is character-wise. Um, so, yeah, I I hope it works. I really do. I hope it works. I'm all for it, uh, even Any, if it's not yeah, Tua. Anything that helps. Yeah, if, it, if, if guys are out there trying alternative things um, to keep them healthy, stuff like that, you know, a practice. I mean, I mean, the earliest I know of hearing people doing something alternative other than like uh, the sport they're in, the training they do for that was uh, James Worthy. I was young, you know, James Worthy played in the eighties and growing up um, a lot of my family, they're still Lakers fans. I want to state this for the record. I am not a Lakers fan. Why not? What's going on? Because they're Lakers. <laughs> now I, I grew up in the air, like everybody, if you were in Samoa and I know it also had to do with a lot of, uh, of Polynesians that had migrated to California and then their kids grew up in California and so forth and so forth. And they would come back home to American Samoa and the Lakers, anything on the West coast back in those days, like the eighties, a lot of people were going to be a fan of in American Samoa. So the 49ers, of course, Raiders, of course, uh, the giants, um, the Dodgers, Lakers, sorry, Clippers, not you guys. <laughs> you guys are brand new. Uh, Seattle too, you know, West Coast teams. I think the only teams that people probably that were different people were uh, fans of were like Dallas, but because Mark Tunay played on Dallas, uh, Kansas City. There was a few because Dan Salomua played for uh, Kansas City. Uh, people probably not too many people know about him, but he was a really great defensive lineman for the Chiefs. For were there time. more Samoan Steeler fans? Before, not until or not not Troy. not until not until Troy. There were maybe okay. a few, maybe a few because some of the old school guys really loved the way the Steelers played back then. The defense, but yeah, <laughs> right, right. But like once Troy became a Steeler, that was over and that was it. Polynesians everywhere were like, "Oh, we've been Steelers fans since then." No, okay, shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your mouth. Terry you was, Bradshaw was right. You, you can't even spell Terry Bradshaw. You was a Raiders fan two weeks ago. Gosh, right. But um, yeah, James Worthy took up ballet for footwork. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. 
I'm not gonna lie to you. Be like, no. When I watched his games, it really you could tell. You like, see the twinkle toes. He, he really did have good footwork, though. I, I can tell you that at least he that. So yeah, I'm all for guys going out there and uh, finding alternate things to take their game to another level or keep them healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't condone like <laughs> have to go because he's a Denver quarterback. I wouldn't have my personal coaches coming to my practices like Russell Wilson and have me practice away from the team doing an actual practice <laughs> on your own time. Weird. <laughs> on your own time. If you have alternate training that you want to do to make yourself better, that's fine. But During uh, practice, you should practice with the team? Right. <laughs> Dad, you Denver. Dangerous. But, uh, no, yeah. Yeah. I'm, so, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Are there... I mean, as a basketball coach, is there any alternative uh, or alternate type of exercises you would uh, recommend to your players? Like what oh, helps with the, footwork I mean, or hand or just volleyball? Again, anything, dancing. Uh, for, dancing, like, nice, yeah. Yeah, dancing and, and like, uh, what's his name? Um, James Worthy, uh, something ballet, anything that has to do with footwork you can do. Um, football also helps. I mean, it, it cross training between that. Um, the only thing about like cross training between football and a sport like basketball is the weightlifting is going to be different. So your muscles are going to grow different for both sports, you know? So you might be a little bit more stiff if you're playing between both sports. Like you'll see a lot of tight ends that play basketball there. And you know, I mean, they're like six, 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 five. And in high school, you don't have to be seven foot to play post. So a lot of those guys are going to be in the post. Like Tony Gonzalez was, uh, Pretty sure he was an All-American in his sophomore year in basketball at Cal. Uh, he was pretty big coming out of high school in basketball. But he's a, a – uh, and Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates did not play much football in college. He was a basketball player. Kent State. Yeah. So a lot of these guys um, have that background, and it helps also in the NFL. You see guys getting posted up in the end zone. You know, you see guys getting uh, leaped over in the end zone or even on routes, you know, having people placing people on your body and moving them. Yeah. That also comes from basketball. So, yeah. I feel like basketball helps football players more than it helps. Football helps basketball players. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely uh, a bigger upside. going Definitely. Basketball, you got to be able to do things like. Football, you can find a role and just kind of specialize. Basketball, you you're one of five. <laughs> and so it's pretty tough now too because like there used to be maybe not like an abundance, but a handful of people who were like under six foot and not like five eleven or like five ten. Guys were like five six. They had Muggsy Bosch who was five three. Um, Tyus Edney, uh, Earl Boinkins. For at the moment now, I think there's only one player left in the NBA that's like. Five eight maybe playing ball. Uh, so I mean the way the NBA is going now, yeah, you have to be an all around athlete now. Like in the NFL, like you said, in the NFL you find your niche, you find that one thing that you're good at. You, you can have a really long career, like a long snapper. You know, he's <laughs> people don't go into their uh, football career be like, you know what, I'll be a long snapper. They play other positions. People, uh, a lot of people don't know this. You know what I mean? If you don't watch football or are part of that world, long snappers. There's a lot of guys who are long snappers now that were like defensive ends, running backs, tight ends, but 
they found that thing that to keep them in the NFL and maybe maybe they'll get a chance to play their regular position. But like you said, in the NFL, you can find that thing you're good at and you can have a long career. In the NBA, yeah, I mean, you can be good at three-point shooting, but not now. Now you got to be 3 and D, as they call them, 3 and D players. You got to be able to hit a three and then come back on the other side and play really good defense. And that'll extend your career. So... Uh yeah, whenever I create a player in 2K, I just like focus on defense. And I always forget a uh, defense and rebounding, right? And I'm like, well, that, my coach is so if, we're, yeah, if, you, if you're playing in 2K, that'll also make you your career go along faster. You can always add the offensive stuff after. But That's the, the game, thing though, man. The like the points and shit, the like team mate grade where it's like, hey, don't miss this layup. This is like, oh, minus points, minus points. I end up with like a C minus. I got 14 rebounds. I got a C minus. It's like, because you scored two points. Motherfucker. You know, how, you know how you cheat that? You know how you cheat that? You rebound real well, like 14 rebounds. You set all the screens. Yeah, that's how. <laughs> you set all the screens and you get more than three assists. You're good, man. Your points will start going up. <laughs> oh, man. I'm always behind in 2K. Um. Did you do you ever did you ever have any football players uh, come and play for any of your basketball teams? And oh, just like, a lot. Like, okay, so what do you have to stop them from doing? Do they ever fouling, getting mad and slapping the opponent, <laughs> right? Or traveling, you know what I mean? Or setting a screen and not extending your arms like you're trying to uh, <laughs> lead block, <laughs> offensive block, right? But the, the one thing, you know, what's great about, especially guys who are coming over, who probably have a little bit, it's tougher when they don't have any basketball experience. You know, that's a lot tougher. Because uh, there's certain things that you want them to know. Because they're not going to be there, though. Like, a lot of the guys that come out from the football team to come play basketball, they're going to be, like, juniors or seniors. They're either just trying to get in, you know, all the sports they can their senior year, or, uh, like you said, trying to get better on the football field. So. But if guys come in with a little bit of experience, it's great because there's things you can teach them that no one else has taught them yet, you know? So they're going to learn from you and they're going to learn what, how you want them to learn. Or they they don't have bad habits too. Yeah. Like uh, a lot of players. So for instance, like if I have a post player who's coming in from the football team, you can teach him to rebound and to keep the basketball above his head when he rebounds. You know what I mean? So like smaller players can't come and swipe at it. A guy who's who's been playing, his first reaction when he rebounds is to rebound, put it down, and try to go up court. You know what I mean? But you can teach this guy who played football to rebound, turn around, look for the guy he's supposed to best. In. Perfect. Outlet, That's all I need. Outlet. To do. Right. That's all I need you to do. <laughs> Keep the ball up. Right. Throw it to someone who knows <laughs> what to do with Find it. Find your guy. Give it to your guy. Run down, fill a lane. If you're open, he'll find you. I promise. So you can teach guys things like that. Nice. I'm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm glad that football things are still happening. There's a bunch of stuff. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, I'm a big. Uh, I'm a big combine guy, and I'm sad I haven't gotten to watch any of it yet. Like, uh, I was out in uh, Federal Way on Sunday, Sunday to Wednesday. So I was with my family, and I didn't. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I haven't gotten, but I I saw the Virginia Tech defensive end today, right before I left for the gym. The report from a four three seven. 
at 245 pounds what the hell i am not stealing from your house i can tell you that <laughs> the yeah there's gonna be some crazy people that uh that weigh in or tape in or that run some really fast times or bench right. a lot but i mean um, going back to like our first uh subject i mean if you watch Noah Sue on the field, uh, his his weight, playing weight this season, went anywhere from like two forty five to like people are like two sixty, which and also because he's Polynesian, uh, his bone density is different, so he carries the weight different. He doesn't look that weight at all, and when he's running on the field making some of these plays, he's for that size he's pretty athletic. You're gonna hear a lot of reports on him is there's certain things he can't do on the field because he's not athletic, but. From our standpoint, where we're watching, you know what I mean? Just because we know we've seen him play football like back home or like guys his size play football back home. Like some of the things he does on the field, he's not supposed to be able to do it that weight or size. But um, yeah, man, I, those guys, like big guys are, are like the, the, the defensive end from Virginia Tech. Seeing guys make these athletic uh, things, do th these athletic things on the field, that's crazy. Like... I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we can still do it. We just have to train for a long time. Yeah, that's true. That's Some of true. these guys, like, they know that they have the tape to make them a day, a first round or a day right. player. They right. just have to put something. They just have to perform here at the combine to which confirm sucks. that tape. Which, which and sucks. then they know they'll be like a first round draft pick. Like when Devin White ran like a four four. Right. He right. knew he was gonna be drafted highly. He knew he knew that Yeah, at least on the first day. Maybe not first round, but first day at least. Yeah. So now there's there are a lot of people that this is their make or break. They feel True. Like this is their yeah. make or break. Everyone who performs here will probably get drafted because I I know there's a limited uh number of players that they invite to the combine. I know uh he probably doesn't have to, but Bryce Young, I think, isn't throwing at the combine. I don't think he's going to throw. Can wait so, for the pro day? Yeah, for, maybe wait for the pro day. I think what he's trying to do is because people – his, I guess, problem right now that everybody's talking about is size. Uh, they say he's going to come in shorter than six foot and smaller than uh, 200. And I know a lot of teams want him to be – because he's like – they say he's like 180 now. Uh, I think, think he's, he's going to have like a him? really heavy breakfast. <laughs> right. I mean, but the thing for him is we've never seen him like hurt. You know, he's taken hits before. He's played his whole career. He's never been hurt. He had the one game he was out this year was his shoulder, I think, but nothing, nothing big. He's never and had. That's what people are worried about drafting a 5'10, 180 pound play right. to run which their is, offense. Which is the same thing they said about Devontae Smith last year. And He's doing fine. So, yeah, Devontae Smith was the you know six foot scrawny, like right. not super tall, not big, Wait, not yeah. super jumper uh, from a you know overall vertical standpoint. Right. Uh, but definitely fluid, quick, knows how to cut, knows how to yes. get open, great hands. So it's not just can I find a six five four four receiver. It's you know. He's got to do the one of these guys too. can actually catch. Which one are they going to fit into your system? Also, there is, the there, there, or, there is such a uh, thing as game speed and 
like combine speed because yeah yeah some of these guys you, you don't think like i mean and then they have like things like oh he's sneaky fast no it's just when you're on the field playing football at a game you, your body's gonna react you, you're different it's different for you it's go time That's, yeah helmet you got a big ass helmet on that too <laughs> And oh, well, what? Why don't they make them run the forty in pads and a helmet, or at least a helmet? At least a helmet. I feel like the the shoulder man. Okay, so this is where I messed up big time as a football player in high school. I got I did not change the pads that were given to me because I was given big ass D tackle pads, <laughs> like big ass dinner plates on each shoulder. And then when I started, when I was asked to play tight end and then fill in at quarterback, I had these big ass pads and I couldn't lift my arms above like breaking <laughs> the 90 degree plane. Like I couldn't right. lift my arms straight up because these big ass pads were on. Make sure your equipment fits. All I'm saying, I've been a lot better. I wouldn't have been good quarterback. I would have been a lot better receiver, tight end. Um, oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, also, though you played in American Samoa, and there's it's slim pickings really for equipment. Like, it was like I thought it was just me, and probably and most of it was right. But I was also limited by not you know getting a smaller uh, shoulder pad. Man, maybe that's man. just me justifying it now, <laughs> decades later. <laughs> you know why I didn't throw any touchdown passes? It's my fucking shoulder pads. Or XL. It's his damn shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Was, oh, but yo, growing up in American Samoa, big pads were what I you would not believe some of the things uh kids would do to so like they didn't have like either the horse carters, they have the cowboy horse carters now. Yeah. Uh you don't even see too many people like Brian Cox had one. Where it looked like a backstop, like he just put like a, a board in the back of his helmet. I remember Brian Cox, he played linebacker for the Bears. Uh, but like they used to call him donuts when I was playing. So and people used to throw the back of their jersey over it. So it looked like you had this big ass hump, like Mike Alstock. No, I remember yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. But once I got in the field, like in Samoa, like in the States, of course, you play Pop Warner and I'd see my cousins, they had like real ones, the, the actual equipment. I remember one day in Samoa, my freshman year, this guy took off his pads. And this fool literally cut uh, a hose. <laughs> he cut a hose, wrapped it, hit, uh, a broken slipper, had two, and then wrapped, take that around the hose in the middle, and then attached it to his just, shoulder pad. Just wore the extension. <laughs> and then threw his jersey over. And then he looked like he had this big-ass donut. And but the whole time, it was a hose and, like, slipper and tape wrapped up. <laughs> If you're talking about bad equipment, Style. just remember you didn't have to use those. So, <laughs> hey, shout out the ingenuity and the fashion. <laughs> oh man, I've seen kids who didn't have tape cut holes in the front and the back of their socks and put it over their cleats. It's like, bro, you're gonna be slipping and sliding up there. Oh no, the sock <laughs> tape just to get something over the shoe. No, just so it looked nice. Not even for any. <laughs> oh man. I remember when the shooter sleeves made it to football. Oh gosh. When did the shooter sleeves make it to the basketball? You know, uh as far as I can remember, Iverson, Iverson was the first person I can remember uh actually wearing them. And then 
they just went crazy from that. And then the person who started making a fashion statement because he got his banned because it was a product uh, uh, advertisement for him was J.R. Smith when he wore the Supreme uh, oh, ones yeah. and he wasn't allowed to wear those. But yeah, as far as I remember, it was uh, Allen Iverson. Uh, I forget. It was one of these like either cleat like my cleats or something with the the nba where they're like i think it was my cleats my cause for the nfl oh somebody, yeah somebody wore some cleats and they said it was uh to raise money for their foundation but they didn't really have a foundation so they just got to wear yeezys like cleats one week and they got fined but it was like you don't have a foundation. He's like, oh, everybody else is doing it. Which is funny now because, I mean, uh, if you see everybody, they have uh, Jordan cleats out there now. Jordan yeah. athletes that are sponsored. They got 11s. They got retro uh, ones. 10, yeah, got retro ones out there. It's crazy. The but, I mean, NFL still has – the NFL has one week a year where they let anybody wear any yeah. kind of cleats. The yeah. NBA a couple seasons ago said, fuck it. Anyone can wear any color shoe now. Right. And sometimes you'll see like uh, your team's uniform or whatever is something, you know. And they have totally different color. And then a totally different one on the bottom just because they were feeling, I want to wear these shoes. Or like my management says I should wear these shoes. (laughs) I mean, it went as far. I mean, the Jordan ones, the first original Jordan ones were banned that he played with when Jordan played. And now that they're uh, retro amount, that's what they're called. Uh, Jordan one band. <laughs> I really so, like the thirty ones, where it transitioned from like leather to that like fly knit. Oh yeah, yeah. First, yeah, yeah. those are the first shoes I think I stood in line for. First fly knits are dope. Uh, that was also the first. At that point, was like I'd had money to buy things I wanted at that point in my life. So your old, yeah. Maybe it's just the first time I've had money and wanted shoes. Because <laughs> I've always wanted Jordans. I was just like, where am I going to get $130? Right, right. With, and, which now has turned into like yeah, $215, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think I, uh, the first trend that started before arm sleeves was uh, the rubber bands in basketball. Because I remember um, Kevin Garnett wore one he made it big, and then there was a couple others, and they were just regular rubber bands. Uh, and then Nike started, you know, figured they were going to capitalize on it. And now you have the little rubber bands that Nike makes, and all these companies make their own now, like the Livestrong. Yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, Kevin Garnett used to have them, and I know he's not probably the exclusive, but he made it big because i remember uh, people were complaining because someone's finger got caught in it during a game they're like oh it's a hazard to so the nba tried to bandit it was funny but uh anytime um kevin garnett would miss a shot or free throw and you'd see him on the sideline just like smacking it that was his stuff that was that was his shit by the way kevin garnett i believe is the best power forward ever uh you can't fight me you can fight me if you want to but i believe the perfect power forward is kevin garnett so the big tickets yeah yeah, I would want that mentality in any enforcer on my team. Yeah, he's Go so scared. It. Like, there's no way we're going to lose because there's no way he'll let you lose. Right. Not at all. He's not going to let you lose. He's going to do whatever it takes to go out and get the rebounds, freaking post up, slam on people. Did Was he? Was KG able to shoot? Yes. Ooh. Yes. From From – 
from 10 feet in all the way out to the three-point line. He wasn't a great three-point shooter, but he can make threes. He was you a great – You had uh, to defend him? Right. He was He was a great mid-range shooter, though. Like, he was nice. He could do everything. I don't know. And then the best thing about it was he'd kill you in the post. And that's what I want my post player to do. He was the best in there. Rebounding, uh, passing out of the post, um, just skill watch, footwork in the post. KG was – he was it. He's the uh, prototype that everybody else is trying to be now, even shooting wise, because he could extend his uh, his range out. So now guys like Giannis, I think right now would be like the uh, modern day Kevin Garnett. His game would, if you watch both of their games, he's probably, and I'm probably upset a lot of people, but he's probably way more athletic than uh, Kevin Garnett. I think just the way he moves out there. He's so but, long, though. He's yes. just like two steps and he's dunking. And then he's dunking, right. It's crazy. And that, and that was Car- Kevin Garnett coming out of high school, you know? Like, he, he wouldn't know it, but he'd make this move from, like, the top of the key and then all of a sudden he was at the basket, you know? So. Hey, who who are you hoping the Chargers draft? Or what are you hoping the Chargers draft in the draft? Sorry, uh, I don't have any information about that, but I found something else. Do you want to know what are the Chargers picks in the draft? Uh, no, Google, but thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I don't understand. Uh, who do I think the Chargers are going to – who do I want the Chargers to take? Man, I still – I know we still have a hole on the right side of our O-line. Um, but I think we could fill that with some of the injured guys that, like, the guy that filled in Jamari uh, Salyer at left tackle after right. John Slater got injured, I think he could be a right tackle, like, and he'd be in his second year. I think it was, like, a fifth-round pick, so, you know, cheap, and uh, it would suffice. Um, I don't know. Our defense is pretty, pretty up there. Pretty talented, J.C. Jackson, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. Like, there's, I don't, but what I'm seeing lately is wide receiver to add to, uh, right, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, uh, but we've also got, I mean, I guess I should stop there. Jalen Guyton, who will be back from his, I think he had an ACL. He was out the whole year. Um. We do have receivers. I just, I mean, I guess we do need to draft another one. The last one we drafted in the first round was Mike Williams after he won a championship at Clemson. Like, that was a while ago. Uh, I think we've already re-signed him to, like, a big contract. So maybe we do need a really talented, young, cheap uh, wide receiver for Justin Herbert to to throw to. And definitely we've seen when both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams go out how we had to – Freaking, we had to use Josh Palmer as our wide receiver one, you know? Right. We had to use uh, DeAndre Carter, a kick returner, as a main slot wide receiver. Michael Bandy, an undrafted free agent out of San Diego State, like, out here running routes and reps. Like, this. definitely not the, the talent level um, that's really going to help Justin Herbert shine because when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams started coming back in, a lot of those – uh, near misses turned into crazy catches um, and and definitely helped Justin Herbert's uh, completion percentage. But it was a lot of dumping off. So I'm also excited to see what 
the new offensive coordinator, former Cowboys OC, Kellen Moore, used to Kellen be the quarterback. Right. Um, went to Oregon, too. Yeah, him and uh, I guess um, the Dallas coach, Mike McCarthy, were butting heads a little bit because McCarthy said in his uh, last interview, um, you know, Kellen Moore, he always wanted to light the scoreboard up. And I was thinking more like run the ball so that my defense could rest. Right. Uh, so, you know, we're just going to do things a little differently now. Uh, Mike McCarthy is going to be calling plays for the Cowboys. I'm not sure how Cowboys Nation feels about that. Um, but definitely getting a new offensive coordinator, a new mind uh, to really realize the tools and the capabilities that our quarterback has. And, it, and we're, I think we have to re-sign Justin Herbert this season or next. Um, you guys don't pick until 21. Yeah, so back there, I'm thinking uh, a skipped over wide receiver or some sort of defensive player that's going to uh, – that's that's slipped. Because at nice. 21, it's like, what do you I, – I personally, I actually – when I do my mock drafts, I uh, drafted – I think Michael Mayer, uh, the t- tight end out of Notre Dame, would work well in the offense there. For the Raiders? No, for the Chargers. Oh, nice. Is it Notre Dame? Oh. Michael, oh he's, so that, he's, that's your team. The tight end, might you say Michael Myers? Yeah, he's 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 the best tight end coming out this year. He, oh damn. He's uh he's like a poor man's grunk, uh, but his hands are just he's great. He's great. So I think I think he'd be great in LA, especially with the Justin Herbert there. I mean, he was literally um he got a thousand yard season. He was Notre Dame's number one uh, receiver probably this year and last year. Uh, yeah, the one of the mocks I had had uh, Boston, I think Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers. He's pretty good. Uh, being drafted by the Chargers uh, late in the first round. Yeah, um, I think he's bulking up at some – I saw one of the football pages on Instagram posted it that he was at some special draft training, and he added like – 13 pounds of muscle in two weeks. Sheesh. What? That's two crazy. Oh, who the hell is training that for? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe two weeks. Nah, not it's not hard. Yeah, I mean, it, that's crazy. Whoever's training, yeah, whoever's training him is, is really doing a good job. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to wrap on this one. We've, we've got more stuff to talk about. I just do have to run. Um, no, you can Jackson, yeah. we got new coaches. We got the Bears shopping that number one uh, pick. We got. Draft talk, post combine. Jalen Carter. Yeah. Jalen Carter, um, who is back at the combine after uh, turning himself in. Yeah. Turning himself in and then posting bond. So, yeah, definitely a lot to go over. Still, it's football season is over, but football continues. Any uh, shout outs? Oh, man. Oh, you know what? Shout out to my niece, Lassie, who uh, got an award on uh, Tuesday at school for. Uh, Exceptional character trait. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's one of the words. Like you know, man, see, we are treating her. We are teaching her good stuff. <laughs> She's the coolest little girl ever. Coolest seven year old. Uh, shout out to uh, my guy Carter James McCoy. Um, my our brother William McCoy's son turned uh, four yesterday. So shout out to hey. to Carter and his parents. Um, and his sister, uh, who celebrated him yesterday and today, uh, man, 
And shout out to uh, the guys at the the combine, all the poly kids, and uh, you know what I mean. This this is what you've been working for. You've been dreaming about it. Yeah. So make it work, man. Um, yeah. And uh, shout out to uh, my bestie over there that was uh, making all the grown man noises. Uh, her birthday's coming up. We're gonna have a good celebration. Um, man, man. And then shamelessly. If uh, you guys are listening and you guys want to uh, help us with the party, uh, you can donate to Lance, man. Lance will, Lance will shout out his uh, cash app or whatever he's got going. Because uh, it is Nora Jean's first birthday. And I know she probably won't remember a lot of it, but we will. So we wanted to go off with the, with, uh, with no hitches. It's not going to because it doesn't going to be no hitches because we're all going to be there. It's going to be great. But uh, like Born I said, in March. Yeah, yeah, if y'all if, if y'all are feeling generous, it's a uh, what is the theme of the uh, party? Uh, it's one, lucky one, ducky. one lucky ducky. So it's gonna be a bunch of little duckies at the at the party, and then a few grown duckies who will be barbecuing and hopefully not getting too drunk. But uh, yeah, again, if you feel like helping us out with the party, helping out Nora Jean, contact Lance here at the Polynesian, or he'll give out his information. So let's go. Hit up the DM. Send your money to this party. <laughs> yeah, appreciate everybody for listening. That is our episode for today. Uh, like we said, more to come. A lot more football news that we were going to be breaking down. Stay hydrated. Stay blessed. Stay balling. Love and light. Peace. Amen. Yeah.